today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie From foxes to hedgehogs, swans, rooks and even birds of prey, Wildlife Rescue Cork, which is based in Whitechurch, close to Blarney, is run in the back garden of Julie Cronin's home. The Cork-based sanctuary deals only with native Irish species, but they need more funding to try and deal with the huge increase in the number of animals they're trying to rehabilitate back into the wild. Well, Brian O'Connell visited the charity for us last week. Good morning, Brian. Morning, Claire. Now, I know you're going to talk about the pet fox. We all want to hear about the the pet fox. He's something of an anomaly, is he? Yeah, we just uh, tweeted uh, a little video of the pet fox because, I mean, really the pet fox is a one-off. The idea with Wildlife Rescue Cork is that animals they rehabilitate should really be as afraid of humans when they leave as when they come in the door. So this isn't really about creating pets. It's about treating and helping species, many of whom have been injured or perhaps orphaned. And they'd be picked up by members of the public. Some are referred by vet uh, practices. And once they're ready, Julie Cronin and her team of volunteers send them back out into the wild. So Julie has worked with animals for many years. She's worked in South Africa, for example, and she really only deals uh, with native Irish wildlife. So no reptiles, no exotic birds, for example. Now, I did get close to a quite a stunning bird of prey. And of course, I met the resident fox who won't leave. But first up, Julie took me on a tour and introduced me to some feathered friends along the way. We built this um, thinking that this would be our forever home, that this would be sufficient um, and the need has just grown year on year and we are looking to try and move premises to try and go and lease an, a, a property. We are getting huge numbers in the door. And these are native Irish, so I'm not going to find reptiles here. No, you're not. No, no, just native Irish species. I can hear some animals in the background. Will we have a look at them? Yeah. So um, in some of these cages, we have two hedgehogs here. So one of them is on treatment at the minute and the other one is ready to go. So next door then we have two rooks side by side. Just don't have the space to keep disabled animals here. So there's one in West Cork now that she's going to take them on for me because um, she has an aviary with rooks. Um, so they'll just settle in there with mm-hmm. her. So we need everything to be afraid of humans when it's leaving here because otherwise it'll wander up to the wrong human. Oh, wow something I didn't expect <laughs> so we have so this is a structure here which we couldn't see over and we're just going to go yeah. to the edge of it and look in and there is a beautiful swan so we got this swan from Cove um, about a week and a half ago so she was walking around Cove town um, almost nearly begging from people from cafes and things so we took her in just to have an assessment to make sure everything was fine so she's been treated for parasites now she's quite happy here now but it's just quite unusual so whether it's that she lost her mate and was a bit confused or whether she did just get into the routine of going looking for food up the town rather than staying at the, the shore and people coming to her and feed her she is extremely placid and quite calm so it's a bit it's a bit unnerving mm, that's very unusual because <laughs> swans are generally vicious if you've ever had yeah. a, a run in with one I had a look at your video of the pet mm. fox I mean it's like a little dog running along beside her gosh that one she has a little lead did you see that and she takes the dog out into the, or the fox out into the field <laughs> and has a little lead for it and like and look she was at pains to tell me they actually don't want pets they want animals to go back out into the wild so they are quite concerned about that swan who likes the cafe like there are some lovely cafes in COVID it has to be said so 
who could blame the swan for walking around the cafes in Cove looking for food. But the the fox arrived. It, it was treated at a veterinary practice. It had uh, issues with its eyes. Um, they observed the fox hoped perhaps the site might return. It hasn't. So really the fox won't leave and it has its own space. It's even taken for walks, as I said. So just before we met the fox, I actually met a bat as well. So in here we have... I get nervous when you start opening things here now, go on. What you might say a small creature, but actually is one of the Whoa. bigger bat species. Uh, so it's a Leisler's bat. So a lady was uh, remodeling her house, so they were tearing the place apart. They took the seam off one of the doors and this little chap was sitting inside in the seam. So the nice classes, aren't they? How there. can bats have such a bad rep? Yeah, it's just an irrational fear, I think, of people from, you know, stories when people are kids and vampire bats and all this stuff. But we don't have anything like that here. And I think they nearly look like puppies. I actually think they have such a cute little face. They want to be as far away from you as you do them. Just walking around the back here. So we have a large purpose-built enclosure for a resident fox that we have. And we got her in as a cub and she was blind. We just um, decided to build her this this large enclosure here. Um, She would be the first and last fox I would keep. Um, Just their huge amount of work keeping something full-time. I suppose it's just not as easy um, to keep stuff engaged Mm -hmm. and relaxed Mm -hmm. in an environment that's not kind of natural for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, because she was a cub... Uh, she took to us like mm-hmm. as if um, she was you know our child so um she she is very relaxed and she just sleeps most of the day mm-hmm. so in here we have a buzzard so um she's just getting ready for release and she's just learning and practicing to fly again their wingspan is quite impressive it is they're all oh, they're magnificent um and they're they're just so intelligent and um, so you know they eat a variety of things but what you might see them doing is down on the grassland eating earthworms so they'll just eat pretty much anything they can come across and um, but she's um no she's doing really well now so we hope to release her this week that's a serious menagerie of <laughs> animals and creatures in julie's home now apart from getting those animals back on their feet so to speak there's also some really important research being done by the charity well it just so happened and like this really wasn't scripted but while i was there sam bailey a conservation ranger with the national parks and wildlife service he just happened to drop in. Um, They've teamed up with the charity on a project which looks at what happens when rehabilitated birds go back into the wild. So his task was to put a tag on the buzzard that we just met there and that buzzard was almost ready to leave the centre. So the more that we can information we can gather, the more the greater the picture that we have. Um, so and some of the amazing work that's being done here with uh, with the rehabbers, some of these species that are very difficult to actually catch in the wild. So things like buzzards, we don't know a great deal about buzzards, actually what they're doing. So you're just holding the buzzard here, Julie. Um, so we're just getting her ringed now and get her back out, um, hopefully on Thursday. Um, quite a big beak and quite big claws. Yeah, exactly. Small birds, uh, beak and claws um, can hurt a bit. Uh, with birds of prey, can hurt an awful lot. So protecting yourself is, is important and protecting the bird from damaging themselves is really important as well. They had a massive decline in, 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 uh, in Ireland due to pers- persecution and they have now started to spread mm-hmm. back. And now, yeah, they're going great guns um, back back in uh, a lot of parts of Ireland now. So, and we're seeing them, yeah, I mean, they're, they're very much a regular feature of our of, mm-hmm. uh, uh, of the countryside now. So. And underline why it's important we have birds of prey. So, well, actually, this uh, buzzard is a great example. So buzzard uh, are actually a really good control of something that is getting out of hand. So, for example, their main food source is rabbits and rats. They deal with if something is getting too much, 
then predators often are the ones that uh, deal with that. I have to say, she's quite relaxed. Now, it's slightly unnerving the way she hasn't taken her eyes off. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're very much, you know, sort of in control of what they're doing. So they don't have really much of a predator above them. So um, uh, <laughs> uh, they are quite top of the chain. But they do, yeah, I mean, they're you know, ready to go whenever she's, you know, when she knows that she can go, she'll go. Mm. So speaking of her time to go, which sounds so sort of intimidating. I was kind of freaked out, but <laughs> do you know what it was like? It was like being with the Mona Lisa. Every time I walked around the room, the thing had its eyes on me. I was really freaked out. But Top of the f- food chain. Exactly. Brian. So you, you went along when they set the buzzard free. You got to see that, did you? Yeah, luckily a day or two later, Julie texted me and said, actually, she said, I'm heading out towards Inna Shannon. Um, I'm going to set the buzzard free. I'm going to release it back into the wild. Do you want to come along? And I said, of course I do. So we're releasing a buzzard that's been in care for a couple of weeks. Um, so she came in with a very bad concussion, had vision loss in kind of one eye. So it took a couple of weeks for it to come back. And now she is ready to go. So we have her all boxed up here, up on a high perch. Um, and she's, I can hear her moving around inside the box. So I can just see she's inside here. Beautiful feathers. So the door is open there now for her to go. Maybe she doesn't want to leave. <laughs> the free B&B all the time, she doesn't want to go. You can see all the crows already starting to act up, so they'll mob her now and make sure that she moves away from the their territory. So and, took her a uh, couple of seconds to yeah, leave the box. Yeah, yeah, they do look there. Yeah. They're more um, kind of concerned with us. So that was brilliant. So she flew off straight away, perfect, up high and everything. So, But like you said, we can see now all the crows in those two trees. She had it for her startled. Yeah, exactly. So you'd always see that when you release a bird of prey, everyone starts shouting and warning each other that somebody dangerous has come back in the in the territory so it's great to see look and she's she's a magnificent bird so i'm delighted for her so um if she's ever found again hopefully in years and years time if she ever comes uh, someone comes across her we have the ring number so we'll be able to see how well she did and it was a member of the public who who found her yeah exactly and they brought her into a vets for assessment first so everything we find is from people the public find to them whether it's in their garden or side of the road or things like that um, it's all the public that finds them and comes across them for us yeah Ah, that's lovely, Brian. Off mm. to a new life of killing more rabbits and rats. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't buy it. Now, in order to continue helping species like that buzzard, and of course they're very important, yeah. the charity needs more funding. Yeah, they've really outgrown where they are. I mean, they're essentially out the back of Julie's uh, garden. They have quite a large premises built, but obviously they need more space. They're getting some government funding. They need additional funding to expand. So ideally, they're looking for maybe cheap land with a suitable building on it they can use. And the best way to contact through Facebook or Instagram, Wildlife Rescue Cork is the charity name. And as I said, we've just tweeted a video from, from my own account and from the RT Radio 1 account on Instagram and Facebook just now if you want to get a look at the buzzard or the little pet fox. Great. Well, look, certainly worth having a look. Brian, thank you so much for bringing us that report from the Cork Wildlife Sanctuary. Coming up in the next hour of the programme after 11 o'clock, we'll have the latest on the suspicious death of an 80-year-old man in Kerry. Why jazz music had to be stopped at all costs in the Ireland of the 1930s. 30s, Jermot Ferreter explains, and it's been described as one of the most original debuts of the year. Ferdia Lennon on his exciting novel, Glorious Exploits. That's all on the way. But coming up next, most parents who want their children to learn how to swim will know how hard it can be to get lessons. Well, the head of Swim Ireland will be here to discuss whether pop-up pools are the answer. That's after this. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.